tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is going on? Welcome to the All Things Music Podcast here with Ian Illyrian in Columbus, Ohio, talking to our boys in 1056, specifically Aaron and Arnaud. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. How's tour so far? <laughs> Tour's been great. I think we're on show four. Three. Four. The first one is, wasn't really a part of the tour. It was, though. I was going to bring that up. Later, okay, well, but we could bring it up now if you want. Yeah, so the first show was supposed to be Blue Ridge, yes. which got cancelled and then got replaced by a last-minute show in Greensboro, North Carolina. Beautiful. In Greensboro, North Carolina, and it sold out in one day, and it was awesome. It sold out in fucking minutes, actually. Really? And how how uh, last minute was the planning for that? Uh, we got we got the schedule uh, and the final lineup when we woke up probably an hour before loading in. Wow. So we were like exchanging messages down till like six in the morning to, to run logistics because obviously, uh, but I guess like the last thing, the, the, it was the last piece missing because the, the people were already there and uh, sleeping in Greensboro, <laughs> sleeping like probably many people had accommodations that went to Blue Ridge had accommodations to Greensboro. So we're just right. like waiting for something. And we just had to be there, and then it just like filled up instantly, and people were grateful. So were so were we. Absolutely, uh, club show is paramount to us, and uh, we we did great, had a great time. People were amazing to us, and uh, what a kickoff! What a kick kickoff! Kickoff for the yeah. start. Yeah, kickoff, kickstart, what a, whatever. What a kickstart to a tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how much of a headache was the? Because you didn't really have the Blue Ridge experience because you were day four. Yeah, we were supposed to play on the. 10th, which yeah. Was, yeah, day four. And so that was outright canceled before day three even went. Right. So there's really, there wasn't a, as much headache as some of these other bands. I watched Tank the Tech's video. I don't know if you saw that as well. No. Uh, he kind of, for half hour, give or take, took us all on a journey on what went wrong from a uh, TM standpoint. And oh, I've got to see it. It's on YouTube? It, yeah. I heard that. I heard about this. I, I've, it, I haven't watched it, but I heard about it, yeah. Oof. I mean, things from having one flatbed truck for load-ins, uh, having no air conditioning for uh, artist tents, no catering, um, getting the autograph sessions mixed up so that there's a band sitting down while the sign says it's a different band entirely so you have fans confused the other band that's supposed to be signing coming up and being like hey this is our turn but they're being told 10 different things at once so it sounds like you avoided a bit of a circus um but i'm sure it was still not exactly great for uh you to find out that your festival appearance in the states was canceled that that's not a good feeling yeah, I mean, we were definitely looking forward to doing that festival. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of people jump on the Fuck Blue Ridge train. I mean, I can imagine they just got overwhelmed, and I think it happens to a lot of festivals that grow in, at such a fast rate, so we're not going to jump on that train at all. We were just happy. I mean, we did take a small financial hit, but sure. the fact that we were able to play our debut show in the U.S., uh, and the lineup was so great, and that organ organization was, was the organization was incredible. We had a good time. Yeah, we were just grateful. We were just happy to be here, man. Okay. I got to ask you about this. Um, I saw Franz posted this on Twitter uh, a yeah. couple of days ago. 
And I want to know the. Uh, you you probably do. I want to know how how uh, how enforced this is. So. It says, and for those that can't see on the camera, it says, Attila, reminder, per the Attila tour contract, Article 6, Section 9, 6, Section 9, of course, no touring persons are permitted to jack off under any circumstances for the duration of the tour. Sex is okay, but any form of masturbation is strictly forbidden and may result in a $350 fine deducted from your guarantee, or in some cases, may be result in removal from the tour. Yeah. Have you violated a- this yet? There right. is. Well, <laughs> no, we just fuck each other, so it doesn't count. Oh, well, I mean, uh, listen. We, we just have to provide a video. Okay. To make sure that like sexual encounter yeah. actually happened, because otherwise yeah. it can be considered as cheating. But other than our <laughs> private encounter, I'm still like 1,400 in debt so far. Oh man. And, it, and it's day one of the of the enforcement of this law. So. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna have to That's take like out. That's like a few wanks and a half. <laughs> That's one wank that stopped halfway through. I think. <laughs> Yeah, they they do like ball weighing sessions <laughs> yeah, to, to, to check the the weight of our balls. Uh, yeah, have respect in regards to hygienic rules, right? Like yes. it is wiped in between. Yeah. Does the scale get cleaned in between? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weighings. Yeah, very sanitary. <laughs> Good. I saw that. I was like, I got to bring that up because that that was just amazing. <laughs> no, no, I'm jacking off every day. I reckon. I mean, we have to. Dude, there's there's so much stress about the tour life. I'd be I'd be killing someone. I'd be I'd be in prison so fast if I couldn't get that relief. But that's another conversation. <laughs> to, to be completely honest and objective here, there's something to be said about post come clarity uh, oh. when you're performing. You know, you have more energy. You're more focused. You're not worried about other things. And it also goes with all touring business related I'm hold issues. Oh, <laughs> but, but we were friends, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That goes with that goes with all like business related, touring business related stuff that we have to deal with. Like some clarity, some focus, some. That's right. Yeah. You can't do good TMing, advancing anything if you're thinking about. I'd be angry. Boobs all the time. I'd be angry. I'd be very authoritarian. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not, I'm the nicest. Ooh. That's no accident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is one uh, one forearm's larger than the other? Or are you switching around? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, switching holes, you know. Because if you don't switch, you get what's called that sidewinder, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, drumming balances it out. Even there so, you go. So I'm, I'm fine with it. It's yeah. cool. Excellent. He's with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, let's... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, we'll come back to the uh, masturbation discussion, but I do want to talk a little bit of music. So uh, something most recent is the uh, song that you were able to do with Resolve, vocalist, and uh, Paleface, uh, the older days. Yes. And uh, a couple questions on that. One, that song is awesome. I love the melodic mixed with, I think, everybody's styles. You, Everybody has something to offer in that song, and it's showcased really well. Um, was the video a live one take? Yes. Okay. Because we were t- discussing that in the car. I didn't watch the video, and it's really, for me, a musician, I don't do much vocalization, but that's got to be pretty stressful because you, I don't know how many times you did the, the take. Oh, we did, I think we did, I want to say six takes, but the first one, uh, Robin, the bass player, forgot to press record. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't count. I think we did five. So it was like a two-day ordeal. Me and Zelly went over there. We wrote our parts all together in the studio. We recorded the studio version. Right. And then we did like five, t- 
outtakes of the live one. And how much, how different is the live to the studio as far as, I mean, you would know this because you heard both a lot? Well, I preferred the, the live version, yeah. so after that, I think we used the template of what happened live to mix the, yes. uh, the actual track. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. flows and the placements, and they just match better in the live version, so they base the studio version off the live version. Uh, and I know that, from my experience, when I go ahead and do something really well and don't press record on accident or on purpose, it's usually the best take. It, it was. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the most unfortunate thing. I'll do like a guitar playthrough, and I'll have it everything set up and I'll be ready to record but I'm like let me make sure let me go ahead and play it first to make sure I have everything right to a T because you know these fans they're like oh he played that a little bit wrong so I make sure it's right and I do it and I'm like god that was amazing all right time to record and I'm like I'm fucking this up and this up it's just such a head game man it's there's something to be said about that it's uh it's uh it's the red light syndrome yes yeah, and that goes with like recording albums that goes with just creating content a few times we try to, to do these kind of things on purpose, obviously, as soon as you press the record button, button as, as soon as you know you're like, everything you do is engraved on a drive, just like, ah, oh, there are so many reasons to do this wrong. And, and that's what happens usually. It's scary, like, I, we do, we both DJ, and I was recording a DJ set last night, and man, I, I must have taken 20 takes. And, you know, it's like there was the one that I did right at the beginning where I'm like, it was just like a practice run, but it was like the best run. And I'm like, God damn it, I wish I could have kept this. When all you do is press a play button, what the fuck? Or how the fuck did you manage to? Hey, man, I press, I press play on my laptop and I walk away. And that's, that's what I do, <laughs> how man. Did you, how did I you get paid to up? do that. Huh? How did you fuck that up? You gotta. It's Press kind of. Stop button. Hey, I, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an extraordinary person. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it could be fucked up, I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Murphy's law. So I gotta ask you, Arnaud, and I'm, I'm pronouncing that right, right? Arnaud. Pretty good. Arnaud. The D is silent this time. Oh no. Oh no. All right. So. Oh no. Sometimes I think people. I mean, that's, that's literally the problem with Americans is that we pronounce every every vowel and consonant in a, in a yeah. word. We do yeah, that yeah, the, 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 like the silent letters is such a French thing. It is. Uh, we don't get it. You we're, guys, we're, you guys do good. Like Australian <laughs> would call me like closer and closer to Anu. Anu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck interesting. <laughs> so I gotta ask you, who? First of all, I gotta tell you, I think your snare sound is the best snare sound in music. Like literally, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of genres. It's like my favorite snare sound. Period. Who takes credit for that? You or Martin? Um, my drum brand, uh, the, the the company I'm endorsing called ANF Drumco. They're okay. based out of Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, it's a fucking. You're gonna beep that out, like all the fucking I say. Is it gonna mm -hmm. beep out? No, no? <laughs> you all, said it's yes. It's all uncensored. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, all uncensored. No, I was just agreeing because I'm also a drummer and I love ANF. ANF has been a dream for yes. me, like ever since they came up in 2016, and I've been punishing them 
uh, till they ended up like handing me a contract. I think it was just like some sort of like peace treaty. Just like, hey, shut up. Yeah, yeah, shut up. So were you doing out. like emailing them on a daily basis? Uh, I went to see them at NAM 2019. Oh, you physically went to harass them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm this kind of guy. I'm this kind of guy. <laughs> and uh, no, but I, I was really trying hard to try and import them to France. Like, like I was yeah. asking like what what part could I play in making this a reality in France? And they were, I guess, appreciative of, of like my desire to make shit happen. So they're just like, hey, do you, do you not just want to join our artist roster? Because like we don't have many people representing the, the metal side of things. Like over, yeah, yeah. overseas. And I'm just like, I'm so down to do this. And um, so th that incredible company. And then obviously Martin and Luca on the production mm -hmm. are just beyond words in terms of the quality of their work and their craft and the way they're trying to make steps moves forward because like obviously 1056 is renowned in between other things for the, the quality of its production and it's all due to these two guys Luca and Martin so sure for sure biggest credits to them would you say that that snare is layered with other things or is the majority of that sound actually coming from the drum it is obviously layered because we also took the uh the direction of uh the, the industrial kind of vibes and sounds uh, that kind of happened by accident in the first place and then when we noticed how well it worked with our music we're just like let's cultivate this because this is it's not it's not been done so much in that specific genre so we felt there was like uh, something for us here to 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 dig deeper and uh so it is layered with yeah. uh, tons of sample that uh luca would ev wouldn't even dare to tell you where they come from because he, he tweak tweak he wouldn't hardly know yeah sometimes it's just like a phone recording of a fun noise he found in the street <laughs> from three years ago and he'd be like there's my stare <laughs> how it is though is like a producer because um, I do like some music producing, so like I know how these things work. You know what I mean? And that's how it works. Like most of these sounds you come across are just like happy accidents, and it's like you feel the need to capitalize on those happy accidents, and that's key. So it's cool that you guys recognize that and just fucking roll with it. But it's also great because Luca and Martin use a, like a no bullshit approach. They won't try and go through the processes everyone goes through. Yeah. Like he's just such a free spirit in terms of creation, Luca, that he would go with anything and everything. And that's how he came up with a sound that I believe, as a fan, is is so unique yeah. to some extent because he didn't follow any processes. It's not it's not just another bedroom producer. He's, he's like making his own thing, big, not forcing it. He's just doing what, yeah. And I think this the special thing about Luca. We we definitely suck in Luca's dick a lot because he deserves <laughs> it, right? And um, that's how you're not paying the fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But the good thing about him is like a lot of bands or a lot of producers will like write and produce a track and they'll get to a point where they'll go like oh this is done but he will just never get to that point he'll be like oh I, I, we can push it further and further mm -hmm. and further and he just like sticks on one song so long until he just finds like all these little details that make the song special yeah you know? and i think uh, there's something to be said for the uniqueness of the sound because it's not like there weren't bands like 1056 no. before you guys i mean amir was kind of the is the marquee of the I pissed core it, we all love a mirror right. um <laughs> but ever since you guys came out it seems that there's more bands including my own shamelessly that want to follow that direction of that pissed core like you know it's not deathcore it's not metalcore it's not hardcore it's just angry and 
at least sonically. Like the, the lyrics are different, but it, it's it seems oh, the they're pissed, but they're also not. You know, some of these bands. I'm not gonna name anybody, but name some one. of these. <laughs> Some of these bands, <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. Um, but uh, it, 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 when you when you talk about anger and pissed and all that, it's a lot of like surface level. I'm, I'm fucking uh, gonna fuck you up. Where there's a lot of like RLS or trauma doll there, uh, boy. There's a lot of other layers to the 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 songs that you write that aren't just like I'm angry. It's like I'm angry because this. You know, I think that 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 definitely sets that apart from just other bands that might just be like I'm angry. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what I noticed from the uniqueness as well, uh, I did talk to Martin on Facebook because I was so curious about, one, I'm curious how you met him because from what I understand, from what he told me is either you're the first or you're the only metal band that he's ever produced from what he told me. Um, he he's probably does hip hop. He probably worked with his own band, the okay. Danny Thundering Concept, which is happens to be one of our favorite bands. On top of being some of our best friends, but yeah, he's the only one. He, we're the only ones he'd agree to do live sound for. That's for okay. sure. And uh, we're <coughs> definitely the band he spends the most time working for. He's a busy man. Um, he he gets uh, he gets like a heavy schedule, and still he would make so much sacrifices to make sure that. It's not, yeah, same thing, same thing for him. He, he never counted the hours, just like went and did the work, uh, f no matter how long it took, and up until he was finally satisfied and at peace with him. And um, so Luca and Martin, Martin got Luca into doing what he does now. He, he got him into downloading his first DAW that was obviously Reaper. Um, Interesting choice. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is free. <laughs> I see a lot of YouTubers use it. Yeah, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it's a good, it's complete, it's free. Um, it's it's no bullshit interface. It's straight to the point. Right. So easy to use. Yeah. Right. And um, and then he gets appreciative that seeing Luke is growing like that and he's so cool with being a part of this process and we're so happy and blessed to have him aboard. Um, and then I also knew him for like ten years ago. He was like being. Uh, he was like welcoming us in the venue we were playing at sometimes with my older band So we all go way back basically. Okay, and I noticed with from what again from just the conversation I had with him and him being such an expert at hip-hop a lot of that bleeds into what you guys do a lot of the songwriting a lot of the phrasing that you have um, And I'm sure that's also your interest in, in those genres too that are that are helping create what you do because it's a very unique delivery Definitely. I mean, I think that definitely comes from so the writing process is Luca, like, I'm just going to say 99% or whatever, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then me. Sure. Know, I just want to give him as much credit yeah. as possible because he's really good. But, um, yeah, uh, he listens to a lot of hip-hop, French hip-hop, and I listen to a lot of hip-hop. So, um, yeah, when we're both involved, and so does Anna. I mean, everyone in the band is down with hip-hop, so we like to integrate that into our music in the least cheesy way possible i think it's a seamless integration too there's a lot of similarities people don't really understand or just even think about if you listen to any modern metal song and you do yourself a favor and take away the screams and try to replace them in your head with rapping oh it's a trap beat it's it's all yeah it's yeah. all breaks it's all it's yeah, yeah. all slow it's all uh impacts so when you do it it doesn't seem forced it seems very natural and it 
it just it blends really well and when i'm writing for for my band i make a conscious effort to continue to do that because i think something that is really nice about a lot of these young bands that are that are coming up is there's not as much gatekeeping from a sense that i have to follow these rules it's like okay i like this genre that has nothing to do with metal but i'm gonna throw it in my band's sound design because it's something i like and it's accepted and that's the beautiful part of it yeah yeah i mean it's all about how it's integrated i mean there's some bands that try and go back and forth in in a song you know between rap and metal and having been able to d distinguish that switch kind of ruins it for me so it has to be integrated in a really natural way and that's what luke is really good at right yeah um i assume i could be wrong so please correct me you've been in the states before with betraying the martyrs yes yes so I think we did like 12 or 14 tours okay yeah so yeah, you've, you've been quite a bit arno have you been here before just uh, made a quick trip to Los Angeles back in 2019 and then to Omaha, Nebraska just like two That's weeks That's so later. random. Isn't it? And I got, <laughs> stuck, I got stuck at the clearance in Dublin because uh, they thought I was frauding for some ways because they could not believe someone would go on vacation in Omaha. Look, they were oh, I can't dead ass. Hey, man, look, you know. It's uh, pretty in the summer, people, I guess. I don't people, know. <laughs> people go to vacation in New York, in Los Angeles, even Chicago. You know what? We'll take it. No one ever fucking goes to Omaha. So what are you going to do there? What are you here for? Why do you have drumsticks in your suitcase? <laughs> and I had like a, a, a picture of my suitcase yeah. open, spread out with the drumsticks in the middle as if I was like a criminal. Just like, well, just going to be jamming with my friends over there. And I just, I'm a drummer, so I carry drumsticks everywhere. But I swear to God, I'm not here for uh, any kind of professional endeavors. <laughs> uh, four hours with, uh, with this... Um, four yeah, hours? Yeah, with this custom agent. Uh, which to give credit to her was very nice and uh, very pretty. How long ago was this? Uh, that was uh, back <laughs> in 2019. Okay. Uh, and I, I was, was going like to say, this is post-COVID. No, yeah. pre-COVID, yeah. But it was uh, the <clears throat> flew through Dublin and the clearance for the U.S. when flying through Dublin happens in Dublin. So I was just like, oh, well, it's going to be a two-hour flight back home and that's it for me. Yeah. Ended up landing me through, but uh, yeah, what a ride. Wow. So I have to ask you, I, I, won't, I won't ask you, Aaron, because... You've been here plenty of times, but I did ask the guys in Landmarks, and they gave me some fun answers. And you've only been on tour here for a week, give or take, but what are some of your favorite things about touring here, and what are some of your not-so-favorite? And I'll tell you what they said, but I want to hear your answer first. What, what Landmark said? Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to know. Yeah. So, Arno, you tell me what you think. What, what, what's, I mean, it's, it's very early. It's been a week, but what, what do you like so far? Um, I like I like the, the the scale of things. I like that everything is so big here, and that you have so many options everywhere. Uh, one thing that I love as much as I hate are the food options because obviously it's delicious, and obviously it's gonna kill me. And like this this like six weeks in the U.S. is gonna take another ten years yes. off my lifespan, yes. which was like pretty low if you want. Like, That's exactly what they the said. Place. They they're like the only place to eat are gas stations or rest stops, and they're not making any fucking efforts though because we see their pictures. The guys spend their whole days in In and Out Burger. Yeah. You can do better <laughs> yeah. with a Chipotle. I think Chipotle is kind of better. Fucking they're fire. not making any effort. Yeah. 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 You don't. You don't. Chipotle is Chipotle not over there? We, we have a couple in Paris, yeah, but I mean, oh, okay. in France in general, no. 
Yeah. It's 20 bucks a pop. So if you want a burrito, it's going to be 20 bucks. So that's just a dedication. 20 euros, which is like 22 bucks. That's, yeah, that's more. That's insane. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I think the worst <clears> thing <throat> for us is to access healthy foods at a reasonable price. Everything's a little bit backwards. You yeah. know, you want a salad, 9 10 11 dollars. You want a double cheeseburger, dollar menu, one dollar. Yeah, that's a little bit mental. So, and we wonder why we have an obesity problem because the people, generally, the people who can't afford it's a good food, problem. Okay. Yeah. I, I, how many? How many fat famous Americans do you know? Fam or, or rich, fat Americans? Uh, jelly Roll. Yeah. But he was. He was that way first. Um, <laughs> um, shout out I, Jelly Roll. Shout out Cody. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Cody Stewart. Uh, no, uh, Cody. Cody. I love Cody Stewart too. Wait, no, no. Cody um, Ash, drummer. Cody Ash. Do you yeah, that's my homie. Siler. Siler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my Sorry, guy. I got your name wrong. I was talking about. Him. <laughs> um, uh, fat Action Bronson. He's not fat anymore, but he is kind of fat. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump to us is fat. Well, yeah, but he does. I mean, he drinks he, like a Diet Coke an hour. Your guys, <laughs> Diet Coke, that's fine. You, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill is he, thin now. But yeah. I feel like he goes back and forth, like for his roles, because like sometimes over here is different. We do, we have different fat people, you know. Like our fat people aren't like your guys' fat people. What can you explain? No, uh, your guys' fat people have like an orbit. You know? What? No. Like, a, what? like gravitational force. Yeah. Just yeah. so you, you're saying. <laughs> so so what you're saying is people in in France are, are thick. In our, our we're just yeah. We don't fat. We definitely Dad I mean, we don't want to get into fat phobia territory. No, no, de it's definitely not that kind of conversation. Yeah, right. But, uh, but objectively, just uh, yeah, just nothing wrong with dad bod guys. For real. Oh no, absolutely not. Love it. But like yeah, like a, a large person here, it, back home is like a, you know. Well, no one, no one's taking people out of their bedrooms with like cranes and well, making shows called just 600 like, pound life. You know, yeah. that's not happening where we're from. So right. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and like you guys said, you could get a, you know, sweet iced tea that's got a pound of sugar in it and a McDouble from McDonald's for $2 and people eat like that every day here. Additionally, statistic, statistically, it's just true. Like, I mean, overseas in Europe and stuff, people just eat better they eat cleaner and there's more governmental practices that are going on to ensure that people have safer healthier food we don't have those sanctions here in the u.s yeah we are behind in a lot of different things and it's i could go on for hours about the things that the u.s is behind on but that is one of the major things and we've known this for 20 30 years yeah and it, it goes as far it, so. and it goes as far as something as branded and streamlined as mcdonald's like the the the, the, the European McDonald's is way healthier than the American McDonald's. It probably tastes better too. Uh, you guys are very, very damn salty. So I like my yeah. I like my fries salty AF. Yeah. But as for the rest, yeah, I have a dry mouth within like my first bite of a quarter pounder. As much of a cultural uh, style. <laughs> High fructose really corn syrup shit. Yeah, we don't have that, right? Right. So I think that might be illegal. Where we it is. It is illegal, and that's what yeah. I was just going to say. You had just talked about McDonald's in other countries. That is exactly, you know, because of these governmental policies that are in place and these sanctions that McDonald's can't operate over there how, how they do over here. Well, it, they yeah, just, it's, it's countries' standards, can't. right? Yeah. And that's what 
like people over here get really hard about over Mexican Coke because it has real sugar in it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that, I guess that's what we have. But anyway, I feel like we've said so many bad things about this country <laughs> and not Dude. enough good ones. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Let's, uh, let's hear the, it. Let's it up with merch cuts, obviously. Uh, let's yeah. address the Fuck elephant in the room. Cuts. Yeah, fucking merch cuts. Fuck your merch cuts. That's not just here. It, is that just here? It is. Yes. Uh, in Europe, they do that in festival. If like uh, a separate organization is selling the merch for you, but okay. they will provide a count in, a count out, so you know exactly what you're left with. You you have like a proper invoice. Here is just like someone yes. coming and collecting. And you just gotta trust them. Basically, yeah, yeah. for no reason. They're not doing any work. Like you said it yourself, and then they take a cut. Whereas in Europe, you give them your merch, they give it you back, and they take. A What's the highest number percentage you've had to? Uh, if we were to uh, Italy was uh, Italy was near forty percent. I heard about this. Uh, now, yeah. if we come here, for example, Blue Ridge, if we added like uh, merch cut, uh, transaction <coughs> fees, card machine fees, uh, state tax, we would have been taxed up to sixty four percent, which basically made oh no sense for us to sell God. anything. Uh, especially coming from France, you know, we shed probably close to 80k before even stepping foot on this country. Sure. So then, when there's someone coming and trying to rip us off our uh, t-shirt money, which is just like what we try and live off, or just not to get so much in debt back home, it really is a bummer. But <laughs> to balance that, I gotta be honest: the staff and venues are much, much, much better than anything I would have expected. Like everyone is so kind, so respectful. <laughs> The venues are very nice, very clean, AC. So obviously the game is very different. Like we don't have a rider. We just end up here with a pack of water and a pack of <laughs> beers. Uh, back in Europe, we'd have everything we need in terms of food and snacks and everything. But I don't feel so ostracized too much. I, it still feels pretty natural. I feel respected. I feel good. Per yeah. Personally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not that hard. England's taking a fat shit. On oh, itself. really? I mean, people wonder. If you get one water, then you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's the same with the states. It's like, um, it's all due to the oversaturation of the market, right? Well, I don't want to go down the political route, but I think it's just like um, so many bands coming through that they can like, um, I guess they can't provide that for everyone like every band that comes through and i guess they give them a min uh, give them an inch they take a mile i think it's sure i think it's kind yes. of like that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's that's cultural. more of it it's but cultural and it's also that it's so deeply ingrained that either you play the game or you don't you're you don't yeah. have a spot you don't have a choice there's no alternative if you want to be in a band go overseas and and play the unfortunate thing is you got to say thank you sir may i have another it's you know yeah. it's yeah that's pretty much it well, but we do love this country. It's yeah. great. We're having a great time. Yeah, yeah let's... let's uh, I feel like he's just trying to wire his in into like... So yeah. Yes, because of the government. What? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, yeah, I kind of got that. <laughs> oh, so does our uh, bass player. We good? All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess the last thing I'll have to say is... And I know, I know this just happened with, they raised the working visa amount like a year or two ago. It actually, actually happened a couple. No, it's still. I think it's still in voting, still in the process. Okay, so it hasn't happened yet. Go, that could go four times higher as right. it used to be. Now with the visa we got, uh, thanks to Aaron, who's got such a history in the U.S., we're good for three years. Whereas oh, most bands would uh, have only like one year visa, uh, and it's like 
besides the cost, it's mostly about the process in itself that is so damn stressing. Because if, any, if, if you get started a year before your first tour, you still be very tight in mm -hmm. terms of like the, 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 the time frame you have to, to work with. So we're good till 2026 and it's not, not even about the cost, although it's been very expensive, but it's not even about the cost, it's about knowing we don't have to do this till 2026 is such, such a relief. Yeah, it's nice and, and I think it speaks to, I mean, whoever's listening, I hear a lot on social media like, why is this band staying in Europe? Why aren't they coming over to the States? Or... Uh, you know that you guys have to pay to go over Europe. Yes, we do. New, right? Yes, it's brand new. Ah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Really, yes, we have to pay. It's not a lot of money, but you have to do it. It's like it's like honestly, I think it's like ten bucks or something really? trivial. Oh, you had to. Uh, we, yeah. we just we just added like three zeros about this. We just spent ten k <laughs> to get our working visa to come uh, here. Uh, yeah, I mean it, that, that's that's what I say is like. If your favorite band from overseas comes to the states and they're not coming to your city, still try to go because it does. The amount of sacrifices and effort and work and money that you guys have to put in to come over here, yeah. uh, it, it's not going to be a commonplace occurrence. It's people, fans that don't understand the business or don't understand the, the bureaucracy behind it all. Just think you hop on a plane with your guitars and your and your gear on cue. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, you're here, and then and then you go home, and then you'll be here again in a year, or whatever. It's yeah, not that simple. So if you are listening to this, and there's a band coming in a 300 mile radius to where you live, go see them if they're from Europe, especially because they might not be back for another two, three, four years because the process is so long. What did Landmark say? Oh, they yeah. said they said the food. They said the food. They said the food. The best, probably the crowds and stuff. Uh, they said yes. So, I believe that package was Kingdom of the Giants, uh, Landmarks, Currents, and somebody else. Had Miss May I? Yes. And uh, I, I can say for sure that show was one of the most high energy crowds I've been to in a while for, for, for really for landmark for everybody, but Landmarks kind of. They they bring they kind of stole the show. If I'm being They're honest, no brilliant. offense to those other bands. I love those other bands, but uh, yeah. So and um, their crew, shout out to their whole crew. They're the the best people to work with, like nicest yeah. human beings and most. We actually qualified. met their merch guy at, at backstage at incarceration. Yeah. So yeah, and their merch guy, we we ended up we ended up hanging out with them. Um, for a while and he was really cool like playing with the kadama and everything you know everyone does the kadama now and stuff like What's that. that kadama is like uh it's like a ball that oh, goes in the uh and you flip it it's yeah, like yeah. a flow thing they do to like a lot of like raves like uh, do you guys listen to any edm stuff like subtronics or something i know but I'm trying to get into it. it i can imagine people yeah on it's like trying to it's like big in that scene yeah. like you know with the hula hoops and the led stuff but yeah they're the landmarks merch guy was pretty cool and they were just professional in general like their whole team is professional for well, sure they took us out on our first ever tour yeah. really yeah they gave us oh, a break that. yeah when but did when did 1056 begin was it pre-covid that you began no we 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 started through covid <clears throat> um released <clears throat> our first music in 2021 and played our first show with landmarks in paris our hometown which is so cool I think I remember seeing that on social in media. In March of yeah. 2022, and then our next show was in Switzerland on the kickstart of the uh, European tour we did with them. And that definitely brought a lot of opportunities on the table. That, that sure. set us up. Yeah, sure. Um, since you're from the UK, 
and this I, this might be an obvious question. I just don't know the answer. How did you link up with these guys? What is the history behind? Yeah, everybody. Okay. Well, so I moved to France to join my old band, Betraying the Martyrs. Right. How long ago was that? Like what? 2010. Okay. September wow. 2000. Forever ago. Right. 13 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then with these guys. Okay. So my first show with Betraying the Martyrs, Luca was there. Mm -hmm. He was 13 years oh old. Oh my gosh. And we met. He was like, he was like first show. Does that make you like, feel old? Uh, not until I just asked. <laughs> no, not, not really, because I don't look at him like that sure, kid, you know, because he's, sure. he's his own man and he kills it. Yeah. So, no, not really. Uh, me and Arno, we were more like uh, acquaintances, more than friends, you know. Uh, we He did he did some, he was a monster in one of Betraying the Martyrs music videos and his girlfriend at the time yeah. was, was a makeup artist and oh, we played cool. some shows together. So, we, you know, we, we crossed paths and stuff. But it's me and Arno who started the band. Like I don't know why I just called him. And I, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to start a jazz band, and then I, I badly, badly fucked up when Aaron called me. Yes. I don't know why I called him. I was like, yeah, this is, I, I was. No, I, so I it wasn't like you was needed to scratch the itch. You just were like, yeah, no, I'm bored. We weren't even really boys that much. But Steve, who plays guitar in Betraying the Martyrs and yeah. plays bass in uh, in uh, Ten Fifty Six. He just kept going on and on and on about how cool Arno is, and I was just like, "Well, I trust Steve, yeah. so he's probably really cool." So I just tried to start a band with him, and now he he doesn't play jazz. And then we have to, <laughs> yeah, and then we have sex together to avoid the uh, the uh, the masturbation fan. Right, so, you know. We're the same height, so we don't really have to. That is the other thing. You guys come out of the tour bus. Listen, <laughs> than me, I'm, I'm five seven. Ian, I don't know about you. What? You're not. You're. We're the same height, yeah. I'm a little taller, I think. Oh, just shut the fuck up. No, definitely not. How, how I'm a uh, six four, nearly six five. Yeah, I think, yeah. you, you so should I be, be playing basketball. Six, three, two, two, six, That's six three. Eight. Six, three. You pretty good on the court? You play basketball at all? Anything athletic? Do I look like I play basketball? Uh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> if I had that no. height, I'd pl <laughs> even if I sucked, I'd still play. I'm not. I'm not. Not athletic. I wanted to do rock climbing, but uh, the <laughs> rock climbing wall in my city opened. Yeah, I was just out from the get-go. Nah, nah, nah. I was I was in martial arts when I was younger, oh, and cool. then I just like dedicated all to music. Wasted my uh, my youth away just practicing my drums in my basement while you know the other guys were making out and having sex. You know. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like that's every drummer though. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. That's, that's what I. That's and, what I. You know. Yeah, and we're outcasts. We're outcasts, and then we go. We get back right, right back into the scene and shine. I also played in jazz band and then got into a metal band as a drummer, oh, but like worse. we never, you know, got bigger it's just or like anything. Like the virginity seal. I feel like that's like a drummer thing, man. Like every drummer plays in a fucking jazz band, then they go into a metal band. I like, was that's in metal. pretty like common. I was in metal first, then discovered Herbie Hancock. That was like oh, my my gateway yeah. into jazz and fusion and everything. And I was just bored, not so much with the music, but the industry around it, like the the, the business model of of metal music, where it's just like deeply ingrained in your brain that you're never gonna make money out of it, uh, that you gotta make sacrifices, Jesus. that you gotta yeah. sleep on fucking people you don't know, the dirty floor uh, here and there. And then I see my jazz peeps or my just like pop music peeps having the tour bus. We grew up together, tour bus, picking us out, picking them, picking them out down their apartment, bringing them out like 200 miles away, play two shows in the weekend, come back home with 2K in the pocket, sleeping in four stars hotel. I was like, I, I want this. I want this. And then Aaron called me. 
<laughs> and I was I was back back all over again sleeping on people's floor. I should hate you. I feel like I should hate you. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I do have to ask you, Aaron, because it, it when COVID hit, uh, I was in between bands actually, and. Uh, there was not a part of me that said, yeah, let me start another band. Like, cause back then we forget so quickly how, how quick that ended, but that the mindset back then was like, how quick, COVID how quick ended? yeah, as far as like, we forget what, how shitty that was. Well, we couldn't see P I, I don't know how it was in France, but I over wanna, here. I've said this in a few interviews before. Yeah. Sorry. I can't do this. Uh, dip shit. With You're a, good. Dip shit. That's funny. <laughs> um, I mean, apart from all the people that got ill and lost their lives which yeah absolutely is obviously a terrible thing Horrible. Right? right i was in thailand when it hit oh wow i decided to stick around stuck around for a few weeks or two months or something in thailand and then i came home and i was living with my girlfriend we were just playing video games and then decided to start a band and then we did that and it kind of gave us the time i think a lot of bands were like oh covid we can't do shit let's just kind of hang out but we had a different approach. Uh, my old band had the, the approach of, oh, let's take some time off when we weren't really doing anything at all anyways, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah I think to find a silver lining on that horrible pandemic, whatever, it gave us the time to to really put, get our heads down and come out the other side with a project that was, like, already done. So It's actually interesting that you mentioned that because I was, uh, January 2020, I was at NAMM out of all places and I was at the Vola booth and I don't know if it was Luca or not. I gotta look back yeah, on the video but just over there. He's right there. Uh, sit down the table, that's him that you saw. Oh okay. Alright well Quentin who was setting up the stage is gonna come join. Okay. What's going on? But yeah, I was at the I was at Nam 2020, and I was at the Vola booth, and then they had uh, two guys from Kadinja started playing, and that was that was you, huh? One of, one of the two guys. That's I still have the video somewhere deep in my phone, but that that was uh oh, cool. That was Thank pretty you. cool because uh, I was diving. I've been playing guitar for not nearly as well as you, but I've been playing guitar for two decades, um, and that was kind of my introduction to starting to go in the more artisan boutique. Sort of route instead of just buying the Schecter from Guitar Center or the yeah, sure. you know whatever. So I was really interested in Vola. There's actually that. Uh, uh, God damn, I can't think of the band name now. The song Planetary Duality. Who's the band that uh, Faceless? Thank you. Uh, they got Michael Keaton. Yeah, well. he has a signature guitar with them, and I was like, yeah. oh, I want that thing. But uh, ended up going with Solar Guitars, and I love those guys too. But uh, yeah, yeah. Saw you at uh, that's cool. We were just, I was like, about to bring that up. He's like, oh, he's right here. I was like, that's <laughs> sick. So, that's what are you cool. doing? What are you what, besides uh, this? I mean, uh, Kadinja is still a thing. Yeah, we are coming back like in a few weeks or months. Okay. Now, uh, after three years of almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mostly because also of um, of 1056 for me and other bands for the other bands member. You know. That's very cool. Like we we all have different projects that sure. that were pretty big those past years. So yeah, plays yeah. In, yeah, Daniel plays in. You're the guitarist. That you yeah, know. he plays in Oh yes, there's so many crossovers. It's hard to keep track. What I love about 1056 in such a difference from Kadinja, and I actually have 
disagreements with my producer engineer about this all the time, and he doesn't like it, and I love it. I love how guitar is used as a percussive instrument. That's exactly the thing with yes with 1056 yes. tones. That's exactly. And he that. has this argument: it's like those guys in Kandinja are so talented. If I could just hear the tones more and all this, I'm like, but I see it as the whole song. You know, there's there's a place for virtuosity, obviously, but for me, what makes 1056, I guess, so catchy, is that you're not listening to. A million different nuances you're hearing a whole substance at once and everything matches together yep. i'm glad i'm hitting this the nail on the head here because <laughs> but uh is, is there a i guess is, is that a philosophy you guys went into originally yeah. or yeah. yeah and this is very important to see um uh, guitars and instruments in general in that band like um a part of only one big sound you know uh of course, guitars doesn't really sound like guitars, actually. Right. You don't hear many notes and many... Bridge you know. cables. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. But this is completely the, the goal with, uh, with that project. And right. I think Lu Luca, who, who produced everything and write everything also, will be the very first one to, to say it. And this is funny because the very first comment we had uh, that, that goes on this way like oh guitars doesn't sound like guitars it sounds like percussive guitars you know uh, percussive instruments he was like fuck yeah somebody somebody say it that's cool well I'm not sure anybody's actually done that before because even the other bands that are similar to 1056 you still there's a little bit more tonality in the guitars a little bit differently produced where this is um, as I was saying them earlier in the interview it's, it's made like a hip hop song you know what I mean? It's very, um, <laughs> it's it's very cohesive. Like even, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll tell him this when he comes back. But I didn't even discover portraying the martyrs until after 10:56. So when I go back and listen to portraying the martyrs and hear his voice on that, it sounds funny to me. Whereas here, it sounds right. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. yeah, that's what like most most of uh, older Aaron's fans uh, would instantly say about 1056 is that it feels like he finally found his home yeah. with 1056. And I think it's true because that was the point in the first place that was for him to have a, a how do you say that, an, um, an outlet yeah. to, to express what he really had in his guts, be it in terms of like lyrical content or vocal not even techniques, because it's not about technique with Aaron. I mean, you can feel that it's not a guy that will think in terms of, you know, fry or grills or whatever. He just does Aaron. It's just natural. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the music Luca puts out and the influences we're trying to gather and the kind of like no compromise, no agenda philosophy that we enforced straight from day one helped him really go above and beyond into what he was able to explore and it's been a success every time like we get excited every time because he would come up with so many creative uh, outcomes in regards to the new songs and I think he loves it we love it the fans are very excited because they know there's gonna be some sort of like little tweak that was never there before in every new song we put out in terms of what Aaron tries to explore so so yeah, it's uh, it's a blessing in that regard. Yeah, definitely. I was just telling them. Sorry, I just had to oh. go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just telling them that I was 
to be honest with you, late to discovering Betraying the Martyrs until after 1056. And we were talking about how these guitars are used percussive instruments, and on the same line, your voice, when I hear your voice on Betraying the Martyrs songs, it doesn't sound natural to me because I, I heard 1056 first. When I hear it on 1056, I'm like, it, it makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been a big believer in like, uh, sorry, it was a big night last night. So um, <laughs> you're good. Like the, the vocals have to match the musical style. Like, right. you know, if you're doing a drop C riff or whatever, and it's got, you know, it's kind of fast and it's not too deep. You can't just go and stick like guttural or high vocals on it just just because it sounds cool. Yeah. Whatever. It has to match the general feeling of the song. Cohesive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when Betraying the Martyrs started to go more into that metalcore, like less downtuned kind of style, I had to match that and that isn't my natural vocal range. And what we're doing with 1056, it's a lot easier for me to use my the range that I'm most comfortable with. Uh, yeah. And if it just feels, feels like it matches, it feels more natural for me to do my vocals like that and express myself the way that I've always wanted to. Right, exactly. Do you do all the lyric writing or do you share yeah. that responsibility? Oh, absolutely. I, I do all of it. You do all of it? Yeah. So, I'll I ask wanna, you I this. I not have anyone else do it. Like, oh, worst case scenario, he asks us permission for, for, <laughs> some, of the, for some of the stuff. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, can I, can I say something can I this bad? Can yeah. this one? Yeah. yeah. And these guys are really cool. They're like, express yourself you know you need to do it whereas with my old project not to shit on them or whatever no. but it wasn't you know kind of had to go through like an approval process and I had to fit a kind of yeah. uh, a mantra that they had set before I even joined the band so I was very limited in the way that I could express myself well it's cool you have that outlet with uh, your mates you know they're not just like a band in a business way but you have that outlet with your band mates as friends that you can bounce these ideas off of and yeah. you're like hey get you like is this shit or is this not should i talk about this or should i not you know like well if i wanted to put a certain feel into mm -hmm. a track i wouldn't be like that shit i don't like it i'll be like all right well that's how you that's your style if that's what you want to do then do it you know well some things are so subjective like and that's the thing with working with other people is those other people could do things that you necessarily wouldn't have thought of beforehand and, uh, you know, at the time you could be like, oh, well, it's okay. But then you release the song and people, I love that part. And you're like, wow, that really was a good idea. So, like, you know, some of it's kind of like aftersight in a way. But it's cool that you have that humbleness as a group to be like, okay, you know. Well, I think this can only happen if you can trust all of your mates' tastes and expertise in that regard. Yes. And the good thing about this Very band key. is that we all come from different backgrounds where we uh we we gr grinded our teeth for the past 10 years so we're not newbies just like fumbling around although that's still a good thing right, <laughs> right. like exploring no matter where and when is is the best thing about art but we all trust each other taste so even if we don't really vibe with a specific aspect or idea we just trust the guy to say like maybe i just don't get it yet yeah, yeah. and i need to just educate myself about this in particular and then it grows on you eventually. So that's kind of a like, comment um, enrichissant, enriching. It's an enriching experience being in this band, being like stylistically, aesthetically, musically. It's a good culture too. Like yeah, yeah. we we learn so much from from each other. Uh, we're all as humble as we can be, 
when it comes to conversations, we try to not override anyone's opinion on any subjects. We just like try and listen to each other. And uh, Luca, of all, who listens, who, who writes absolutely everything, he would still listen to any suggestion we'd have to make and we'd usually like try whatever we have to suggest yeah. with no judgment. Yeah. Although he's, he's written like a million songs. There's so, many, sorry, um, there's so many artists that will come up with an idea and then get like so married to it yes. that their ego will get in the way and they'll be like oh no I really thought that was good no I uh, I don't know if I feel that's cool I'm gonna do it anyways that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly they'll, they'll absolutely not be open to uh, make, uh, <laughs> open to any change on their idea but he's he obviously really enjoys his ideas but if someone else has this suggestion he'll be totally open to try it out and if and he won't like block on it. He'll be like, "Okay, well, actually, you're right. It does sound better. Let's go with that." Definitely. Which is a really He's good. Like your guys is uh, Rick Rubin, in a way. Who's Rick yeah. Rubin again? Yeah, Rick Rubin is like the, the biggest producer. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah Beastie Boys and everything. Yeah. Like a um, like a guru kind of guy in a way too, where he just like his vision usually comes to fruition in a lot of different ways so people just trust him yeah we, we definitely yeah. trust him and he's not he's not a technician by any means he identifies to some extent to Rick Rubin because he doesn't have technique for shit he's just like he just like yeah. tweaked around fucked around and found out and he, knows, <laughs> he knows what he likes he knows what he doesn't like with enough confidence to enforce it in a way that's gonna be fruitful in the end Rick Rubin Rick I mean, Rubin. I mean, like bar, bar the beard, <laughs> bar the beard and white, <laughs> and the white hair, and he usually wears shoes around, uh, uh, unless he he lost them. He lost a pair of shoes on the Howard two of being in the U.S. Yeah, I think that's. So you guys <laughs> so highly Here's the thing. Here's oh, the thing about Luca. Shit. Here's we the thing can about talk shit about Luca and like to counterbalance it. Here's the thing about Luca. I've been talking to him for two and a half years online. I've been trying to set this up periodically obviously first time here but i've been trying to set it up online and all these things i get here it's you lovely guys luca he's, he's like slash or he, santa he doesn't a, actually exist he's a real um <laughs> yeah just Shit, kind of kids around him. yeah we well, could be here he's pretty no anyway no, um, <laughs> he's uh um, i'm just busting his balls i know he's probably gonna see this so no he was setting up merch and also he's a real artist in the sense that He's very timid. Fair. He likes to work alone. Yeah. Uh, after a few beers, he might get a little bit less timid. But yeah, I mean, and also he's French. He doesn't have a lot of uh, confidence in his English, although it is very good. He's just a timid artist with a lot of talent. And uh, yeah, is it? I like the fact that he's a little bit mysterious. Too, yeah. You know? No, you need <laughs> what you you really need one of those guys, right? Yeah. It's, it's usually it's the him. front man, but you're very charismatic, which is good. That's what you also want. Thank you. Um, but. Yeah, you need one of those guys in the band. I always think about that from a marketing standpoint. Like, if everybody's super outgoing, but the band sound isn't super outgoing, it's kind of like, yeah. huh. And he looks huh. like Jeff Hardy, too, which yeah. is a big plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pocket-sized, but yeah. <laughs> Pocket-sized Jeff Hardy. Make a t-shirt with that. That was, a, that was him talking a little bit of shit to there count balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe I'm plugging him too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from here, you're touring what the rest of your this go bleeds into October, correct? Yeah. Or yeah. And then uh, you head immediately back over? 
Uh, yeah, so last show is in Atlanta on October 20th. We're landing in France on October 23rd, and we're uh, starting the uh, Never Say Die European tour on November 3rd. And then... And that one looks pretty stacked. Who's on that one? Yeah. Who's, who's on that bill? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, th so that's Nasty, King810, Us, Left to Suffer, Fox Lake, uh, Reduction. That's, that's a it. ridiculous bill. And you got to cool. let me know how the guys are in King 810 because well, that's a we band we already had a month on, on tour with them back really? in April yeah together with Alpha Wolf they're really cool they're really yeah. chill uh, they're um, they seem scary no, no, no <laughs> low point. calorie bullshit guys <laughs> they will talk just as much as is needed not much not more wow. Yeah. Uh, they're very calm it's uh, there are like a heavy but peaceful presence to be around yeah. interesting it's kind of hard to imagine no they are uh, yeah. David, the vocalist, is very soft-spoken. He doesn't speak when he doesn't need to. That's that mystery. Because on That's stage, he's like a, he's a fucking murderer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he's very intelligent. Uh, I'm sure he has uh, some viewpoints that not a lot of people agree with. But he's a solid guy and he stands by what he believes in. Sure. He doesn't try and push it. He just, he's just there. I don't know. I kind of respect him in a lot of ways. Oh, you yeah, know. We... Uh, King 810 was among one of my favorite bands and most of the guys in the band really love him too and then meeting them was kind of a, a, a pleasant surprise in the end because obviously when you reach Heal Online you get prepared like you gear up for like the maybe the weirdest month of right. Life, right no just they're just a bunch of dudes they're pretty cool they're pretty social and outcoming you can crack a joke no one's gonna stab you <laughs> it's honestly usually how that goes with the when the band is so sinister, evil, brutal. The members are usually really cool. It's the bands that aren't like that where you find out so and so got canceled because well, this and that. I <laughs> guess like like playing this kind of music and that goes with us as well. This provides an outlet that yes. really like really to to let the steam out on stage and then get out of here a saner person. Up until the next night when you need to do it again. Right. Right. But, I agree uh, with that wholeheartedly. I, I mean, the shit that my band makes is really fucking pissed. I'm not an angry person at all. So I tell us, I, I golf with a buddy of mine, and he gets really mad on the course like some of these golfers do. And I, I'll hit a shitty shot, and I'll be like, eh, whatever. He's like, why aren't you mad? I'm like, you got to listen to more metal, bro. Because you won't be yeah. this mad anymore. Got to get on stage <laughs> and, and, and headbang till, uh, yeah. till you're, you're get all that shit out. And it's like working fun. out. It's yeah. Yeah. It is. Exactly. And then oh, yeah. any plans to record after all the touring is done? Or are you guys taking a little bit of breaks? I know you just dropped down to part two. So We do not want to take a break. We were actually planning on releasing new music as soon as the end of 2023. But oh, wow. uh, exceptional so tour right offers keep coming up. Yeah. And we really love playing shows. So, so far, our success is getting in the way of us writing new music. But we're certainly <laughs> God damn it. doing it. And <laughs> we already have some material ready. But we love to get more. But then, yeah. And that's the worst when you have something ready and you're sitting on it. And you're just like... And then you've listened we're to it so many times. You don't... I hate that. I can't tell you how many times you listen to it. And then you, you hate it because you've heard it so many times. And then you have to try to listen to it again. Hell yeah. That's when you know it's going to be yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that passed all the tests. Do you have anything else you want to ask before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, maybe get some hoodies out here. It's going to be cold. Yeah, it's chilly, man. I'm over here kind of shivering. I see uh, your hair staring, standing up on your arms. 
<laughs> he didn't even know. Yeah, it's chilly out here. <laughs> no, I would just say, like, uh, I ask people this question, but I feel like it's appropriate to ask you guys. You guys are cool. What's the craziest thing you've seen so far in the States? And it could include Blue Ridge stuff. I suppose on on this particular tour, or just, just I would just say like in general, but I, you know, try to probably stick to this tour. So oh, there's Luke. There's Luca. Uh, there he is, mysterious. The elusive. Oh, yeah. and he's leaving. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. See. Oh, <laughs> there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about you, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's All hard right. not to. No. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You remember me. I talk to you all the time. How you doing, Luca? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we got the whole bang, uh, gang here. So now you know he exists. He's real. He's, <laughs> he's not Slash or Santa, so we're yeah. good. He's Jeff um, Hardy. Come he's got a little bit of Skrillex. A little Skrillex look to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. It's a cool look. <laughs> So yeah, uh, craziest thing you've seen, I guess. Over oh, he, over it's here. It's a really, really, really long Man, story, it man. It's a really long. How story. How long are we talking? Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'll yeah. go through it really yeah. quick. Yeah, so yeah, we go was for on it. tour with Attila in 2013. Okay. In Albuquerque, New Mexico. We took some mushroom chocolate stuff, mm -hmm. right, and then we went out to a party. First party, there was a girl having a seizure there, and we were all tripping out, so we left. And, uh, and at the show, we we had a thing at the merch, like, we need somewhere to stay because we were touring in a small van or whatever. And some kid comes up and he's like, you can stay at my place, like, no problem and all this. And we were like, okay, fine. Got his number. We went out to party with the Attila guys, went to some really weird parties where people were taking loads of drugs and there was, like, like old men there and lots of young people. And we were like, this is weird as fuck. So we left there. And then we met this Ooh. other guy. He was a Mexican guy, I think. And it, it was like the guy out of Superbad. Oh, okay. You know, like, yeah. who thinks everyone likes him, but everyone hates yep, him. Yeah, that guy at the party. Who's yeah. like, he's pretending he knows everybody. People are like, dude, why are you it here? It was exactly like that yeah. guy. And he kept taking us to places. Oh, God. And like, oh, these are my friends. We trained the martyrs. And we were like, well, we're not really your mate. And, and everyone hated him, right? <laughs> and it was super <laughs> awkward. So we got to this guy's address, the guy okay. who said he, we could sleep at his house. Yeah. This and is the same guy. The same guy who thought he thought he was friends with everybody. He's the guy you... No, oh, different okay. guy. Okay. So we were like, you know... <laughs> it's like you're the, the guy who came to the merch gave us his address. He's yeah. like, you could stay at our house. So we got there, and he was living in like a parking garage, like a... Just a box, right? And it had a broken TV and a broken couch Wait. in there. And there was a, like a bunch of people. Yeah. And he was in... A ba there was a bathtub in there, and he was in there with his wrist slit because his girlfriend broke up with him. And we were like, you need to call an ambulance. And they said, no, he can't afford it. America. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I, I freaked out, obviously, went and slept in the van. I can't remember what happened. I think the rest of the guys kind of took care of him, made sure he was all right. He managed, He ended up being okay. But that was a, the most craziest thing ever. It doesn't even sound like a real story. It doesn't. It like a horror true. movie, like it's an independent film. 100% true. <laughs> wow. And the other craziest things, it's like going into Golden Corral and seeing people that Corral. are like the size of a house yeah. and they're like and they're like grey and they've got oxygen, oxygen tubes in yeah. their nose and they go there in the morning and they stay until 
dinner. You know that That's Eric amazing. Andre meme where he shoots the person on the couch yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, why did this happen? That's those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I'm, that's I'm true. I'm gonna pass it to Anna. Yeah. Dude, I've been I've been here for for a week. I hadn't seen much. Like just people riding scooter in Walmart is like, yeah. I'm gonna be an asshole here. Cancel me if you will. I no. don't give a shit. No, don't. Going it's to fine. Walmart for me to some extent is like going to the zoo. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but I stand by my words here. This is not. This is not. Some of some of these things I've seen in there isn't normal. You should not. No, I agree. You shouldn't like let this shit go by. You just like fix, fix that. Go to Target. You won't see any of that at Target. Just Walmart. Target's like the bougie Walmart. But I want it. No, I want it. I want it. I'm fine with it. I love it. Yeah, it's good people watching. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You can even feed him and everything. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so interactive. Can we use that term people loosely as well? <laughs> <laughs> you have anything? Uh, We're here for a week, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. You guys haven't been here long. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure. Might have to follow up uh, later on with that one. But, uh, yeah. The is 100% true. It sounds like a fever dream. It does. If you guys talk to the Tiller the boys later, uh -huh. they will they will tell you the same story. <laughs> That's life on shrooms, man. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we were on shrooms. Yeah. That definitely happened. We weren't tripping that much. You know? <laughs> definitely. Well, hey, thanks so much, guys, we for coming on. Uh, I appreciate it. When I saw you were coming even close to, to where we were, we had to make this happen, and I'm glad we did. So How far away are you guys? Just two hours. Not too bad. For me, Easy. Yeah, it's not bad. No. Hey. Playing the victim game here. We drove seven hours to be here. Today. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it was, I like having the conversation. <laughs> we've, we've drove a lot further for interviews, believe me. So this is, no, this was, this was pleasant. This was great. Great day outside and great talking to you guys. So uh, best of luck on the road. Best of luck traveling back. And best of luck with uh, everything in the future. I'm sure we'll link up again at some point. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely.